Hello, welcome to Daily Show Podcast, your podcast source for movie and TV related news. It's February 16th, 2018. Michael, and with me is Shannon. Hi. Just a quick note. I know that I am pretty echoey in this episode. Uh, unfortunately, I can uh, do too much with it. Uh, so, apologize for being extra echoey and uh, I'll try not to do that next week. Enjoy the show. So, what's opening in theaters this weekend? So the big one, Black Panther, Black Panther follows T'Challa, who, after the events of Captain America Civil War, returns home to the isolated, technologically advanced African nation of Wakanda to take his place as king. However, when an old enemy reappears on the radar, T'Challa's medal as king and Black Panther is tested when he is drawn into a conflict that puts the entire fate of Wakanda and the world at risk. Directed by Ryan Coogler, Fruitvale Station, and Creed, stars Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger, Lapita Nyong'o as Nakaya, and Dana Guerrara as Okoye. So I was interested to read that potential development of a Black Panther film goes back to the early 90s when Wesley Snipes was hoping to make a Black Panther film and to star and possibly produce it. And he was still talking about it up until like 2006 as possibly being a starring vehicle for him. Um, Oh, wow. So it's had a long development. But I don't know how much... uh, whatever he was going to make represents what's there now. I bet this is better than what they would have made in the 90s or even in the early aughts. Yeah, absolutely. Did you check out Rotten Tomatoes? It's at 98% right now. That's what it was at yesterday when I looked at it. So it's been getting a lot of good buzz. And it's got quite a few reviews. It's 216 fresh, 5 rotten. That's oh yeah, it, it was like 130 when I looked at it. Yeah. So that's that's pretty consistent. Yeah. It's poised to bring in a lot at the box office too. It's looking really good for this one. Also out this weekend, Early Man. Early Man is a British stop motion animated comedy film directed by Nick Park. Set at the dawn of time when prehistoric creatures and woolly mammoths roam to the earth, early man tells the story of Doug, along with sidekick Hognob, as they unite his tribe against a mighty enemy, Lord Nuth, and his Bronze Age city to save their home. It stars Tom Hiddleston, Eddie Redmayne, and Maze Williams. Park directed Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit. The Curse of the Were-Rabbit, among a number of other Aardman animations, stop-motion movies, and short films. Yeah, so, I don't know. I watched the trailer for this one. It didn't seem that funny to me. I kind of like stop-motion animation. It looks cool, but... Well, do you like any of... Have you seen any of those other movies? The Wallace and Gromit or... <sighs> Maybe? Chicken Run? I mean... Yeah, I know I don't they've think been I well for them that much. reviewed yeah. or well-liked. So other people um, like them. Maybe it's just not my sense of humor. I don't know that I've ever seen any of them. It's doing good. It's at 84% with 87 total reviews. So it's, it's quite good, actually. But nowhere near as good as Black Panther. Nope. 
But I would think this would be bringing in a different market. This looks like a kid's movie, so yeah, if you got little ones, it might be a good option. And the other movie out in wide release this week, Samson. Samson is a biblical drama film directed by Bruce McDonald. When his youthful ambition leads to a tragic marriage, Samson embarks on a quest for vengeance that brings him into direct conflict with the Philistine army. After his brother mounts a tribal rebellion, Samson's relationship with a Philistine seductress and his final surrender to God will help turn imprisonment into a final victory. And this stars Jackson Rathbone, Billy Zane, Taylor James, and Rutger Hauer. And this has no tomato meter available yet. So, yeah. not sounded too it looks good terrible. for this one. The, the trailer was not good. Did not make me want to see it at all. Yeah. And so, yeah, seeing no tomato meter just reinforces that they're not even not even letting critics see it because they know it's not going to do well. Also out in limited release, The Boy Downstairs, which is about a young woman who's forced to reflect on her first relationship when she inadvertently moves into her ex-boyfriend's apartment building. I thought this looked cute, like it might be kind of charming, but it's only got 50% on tomato meter, so maybe it's not so great. Also The Party, Janet hosts a party to celebrate her new promotion, but once the guests arrive, it becomes clear that not everything is going to go down as smoothly as the red wine. This one looks like a, a dark comedy. It looks pretty funny. It's got 88% on tomato meter, so that's pretty good. And finally, Loveless. This is a Russian film about a couple going through a divorce that must team up to find their son who has disappeared during one of their bitter arguments. It looks very sad and moving, and it's right now at 94% fresh. Mm. So, yeah, it, it uh, might be something you want to check out. Sounds good. Ding, ding, here comes the news train. Oh, no, do we have to do this? Yes. <laughs> it's terrible. When I said get a jingle for the news section, I didn't mean this. But I was told we needed catchphrases. And that's a catchphrase. <laughs> it's not a catchphrase. It's not what a catchphrase is. Okay. So 20th Century Fox has hired Brian Michael Bendis to develop a script for Deadpool helmer Tim Miller to direct. Deadline confirmed this is a new feature that is set in the X-Men universe, and its title is 143. 143. Other than that, they don't know anything about it. It's really very secretive. But, uh... The new X-Men movie. I thought I remember them saying that Tim Miller was going to direct something else. I thought we talked about it. I don't remember. I have no idea what it was. I guess it's not this. Because this doesn't seem familiar. Oh, well. Could it be the Kitty Pride movie? Maybe. Because I saw some speculation that 143 was the number of a comic that she was big in or something. She was a prominent character in. So... I don't know, is it possible that this could be the same movie, the Kitty Pryde movie? Possibly. That's been rumored too? Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I'd have to look back through our show notes. Yeah. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt season four has gotten a premiere date. For the first time, the season will be split into two halves, 
with the first six premiering on May 30th, 2018. Um, I don't love it when they do that. No, me neither, but I guess maybe they got a late start or something, so they want to get some of the shows out while they're still yeah. producing them. I mean, I almost I'm a big like fan it... of Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, me too. So yeah. I'm excited that it's still continuing on. Absolutely. I'll definitely watch it. I don't know, the whole splitting up thing. I, I almost think it would be better just even space them out. Give them to us one one week or something. Rather oh, like than regular TV? Like regular TV. Maybe that's say, not I mean, so bad. I'm saying we're getting a little spoiled here where we want the entire season all at once. I know, you know, I like, I like binge watching, but then after it's been a while, I have like no memory of a show that I binge watched. Whereas a show I watched week to week, I'll like remember it 10 times better. So I feel like it, it lasts longer, sort of. Anyways, it's, that's maybe a topic for another time. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Paul King, the director of the Paddington movies, is in final negotiations to direct Willy Wonka, a reimagining of Roald Dahl's classic children's book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is being developed by Warner Brothers. So this will be the third adaptation, at least the third major one, I mean, I don't know if there's been any others, of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And the thing is, both of them were good. I mean, I didn't particularly like the first one, but that is a beloved classic for most people. And I I really liked the second one with Johnny Depp. I thought that was really good. It was very close to the actual book. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought the second one was a lot more faithful oh, than yeah. the original. Oh, yeah. Way, right? way more faithful. Doesn't the first one make uh, Willy Wonka more of a central character? Yeah. He actually is. Well, yeah, they changed the title to right. make him the titular character when it's supposed to be Charlie. The second one did add some stuff that wasn't in the book, like the whole thing where his father was like a dentist and traumatized him. <laughs> but that, it was only a couple of scenes, and the rest of it was very faithful. Um, so I, I liked both those movies. A, another one? Like, I don't really need it, but it, it it'll probably will be good coming from who it's coming from. I just don't know if we need it. Probably not. It seems like we need some yeah. more new ideas. Is this another thing where the rights revert to somebody if a movie isn't made? Oh. What they have to do with Spider-Man every couple of years? <laughs> oh, is or, that why they make so many? That, um, that is why they kept making them. Oh wow! No, so I have no idea. Maybe I, I that was not mentioned in the article I read, but it's uh, it's possible. There's there's also a lot of Roald Dahl books that haven't been made into movies that probably could be. They just keep remaking the same one. According to the Deadline, Ryan Murphy, producer, director, and writer, has signed an overall five-year deal with Netflix, which could reach as high as three hundred million. This deal starts July 1st after his deal with 20th Century Fox ends. Under the new deal, Ryan and his Ryan Murphy Productions will produce new series and films exclusively for Netflix. The series that Murphy has created include Nip Tuck, American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, Glee, and American Horror Story. So this is another big name going from a network over to Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is just going to be churning out the content. I don't really love anything that this guy has made, though. 
So I'm not super excited about it. Actually, the only one I watched was The People versus O.J. Simpson, but I thought it was only okay. Oh, I watched a couple episodes of Glee. I didn't, I didn't care for it. You didn't? No. So season three of Love will arrive on Netflix on March 9th, but it will be the series' final season. So I'm glad we're getting another season, but it's a little sad. It's going to be over. Yeah, I couldn't really find why it's it's final season. If it's no, Netflix's decision either. or the stars or Judd Apatow's decision. But at least, yeah, at least it sounds like there will be some closure and it won't just be left open-ended. Uh, so a trailer for the YouTube Red series, Cobra Kai, a series set 30 years after the original Karate Kid has been released. There are going to be 10 episodes in the first season, and it's going to feature Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso and William Zabka as his high school bully and rival, Johnny Lawrence. So this is kind of exciting. I think I mentioned I wasn't sure if this was something that was actually happening or if it was a dream I had. <laughs> so apparently it's a real thing. It actually, but did you watch the trailer? I did. I mean, it actually looks like it's, you know... I, it was just some, a teaser. It wasn't a full-length trailer. For whatever reason, I thought it was supposed to be some sort of wacky comedy, like a sitcom version, but it looks like it's still no, it looks in the same style serious. as the original. So, we'll see. It seems weird, because I thought the, the character of Johnny Lawrence was a little bit redeemed at the end. No, I think he, he definitely was, so this is... Now he's going to be the antagonist again. And I hate it when they take characters backwards. When they have oh. an arc and they go one way, they shouldn't go backwards just so that they can start a new show. It seems like, uh, from what I read, I think he hasn't been very successful in his life. So I think this is kind of him trying to go back and recapture his glory. And who knows? I mean... I, and I after mean, How I Met Your Mother, I really have more sympathy for him, or more, I, I find him more likable than the Ralph Macchio character now. <laughs> Come on, didn't, didn't that, that show, like, change your feelings towards him? He was so funny. He was funny. But then you watch the movie, and he's still a big jerk. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's going to be more depth to it. I don't think he's just going to come in and be evil, because... It almost looks like they were, uh, he was like, why, why are you doing this? Why are you restarting the Cobra Kai? Almost like they're friends. And, you know, why is he going to do something that's, you know, not good? I don't know. We'll okay, see. it really maybe does. We're, maybe we were <laughs> thinking, thinking about this too much. Probably. But are we gonna then, are we gonna have to get yet another streaming service just for this one show though? I don't know. I think uh, the Patreon first level of Patreon perks can go towards buying our uh, <laughs> YouTube Red subscription, and then we'll do a whole episode where we discuss the series. <laughs> you know, if we actually set up a Patreon at some point, uh, if we have enough listeners to buy. <laughs> But then don't you have a problem with The Last Jedi? I mean, isn't Luke kind of going backwards in that movie? Luke didn't have an arc. What? In what? 
He didn't go from being bad to being good. He was good from the beginning. He didn't have it. He didn't have that specific arc, but he had an arc. He had an arc of no. If being... anything, I should have more of a problem with number seven because Han Solo went backwards in his arc. Did he? Yes, he went back to being a smuggler after working for the Alliance. After becoming like you know, a freedom fighter, he went backwards to being just a smuggler. And I do have a little bit of a problem with that, but they ki- they, they did try to, you know, explain it and whatnot. Well, I mean, his son murdered a whole bunch of people. Exactly. They're, exactly. All, they're all reeling from that. Right. Is that what's going to happen thing. here? Is it going to be... <clears throat> I don't know. I did see that he has well, a son, but his son is trying to distance himself. And not be... I'm just... Okay, they would have to make it really good. They have to give me a reason to be okay with him backsliding. They can't just have him backslide with no explanation. I definitely want to watch this. (laughs) Me too. So contribute to Patreon. (laughs) Yes. Please help us be able to see this one show. Slash Film reports Paul Inglis, art director of Blade Runner 2049 has just been hired for Star Wars Episode Nine, the upcoming J.J. Abrams-directed sequel. So that's a good hire. That movie was stunning. Definitely had really interesting visuals. He's also worked on Mission Impossible, Skyfall, lots of Game of Thrones episodes, Prometheus. So um, yeah, that's definitely a good a good, uh, a good sign. In an interview on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Jerry Seinfeld said. It's possible when Ellen asked him if there could be a Seinfeld uh, reunion series. And that's all he really said. So it's not much news, except for the fact that I think anytime he's ever been asked that, it's, it's always, always been no. You know, that was a special point in time, and I don't think we can recreate it. Um, but when they did that Super Bowl commercial a few years ago with uh, Jerry, George, and Newman. Uh, after that, Seinfeld was like, I think that's, you know, I think that's the last time you're ever going to see any of these characters. So. Didn't they kind of have a reunion on Larry David's other show, his HBO show? I don't know if you can consider that canon to Seinfeld, but yeah, I mean. They, I didn't watch it, but it was like a whole season, right? Where it had all of them I in think, it. right. It was a whole season where they were all in it, and I think they even had at least. I don't know if they showed you the entire episode that they ended up shooting, but yeah, I mean, there was like, there was a plot and it was with those characters, but, you know. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, if they managed to recapture the the magic, as it were, it could be great because I absolutely love Seinfeld, but what if they go back and they just don't do a good job and it's just terrible then it will just make my memories of Seinfeld a little less special yeah um a little torn it is one of the best sitcoms that exist you know even arguments even those last two seasons without Larry David are still really really funny oh I think so I remember at the time there's a lot of talk oh it's not as good without him but I still, I look back at a lot of those episodes in that final season, and they're some of my favorites. They're way better than, like, the first two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, it got to a point where things were a little absurd, um, 
but not too absurd that it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah, I agree. All right. We'll so see. We'll see. If, yeah, if they it, make it, we'll watch it, I'm sure. Yep. So Variety reports Tessa Thompson has signed on to portray Doris Payne, a woman who gained notoriety for her luxury jewelry heists from stores around the world. Thompson will also produce the currently untitled film with Code Black Films' Jeff Clanagan. Code Black is launching the project after having obtained Payne's life rights. So I just thought this sounded kind of interesting. This woman, Doris Payne, she's actually still alive. She's like 87, I think. She would, um, starting all the way back in the 1950s, she would just walk into jewelry stores and kind of use her charm to confuse the clerks on how many things they showed her and she'd end up swiping a couple and she got away with it for decades and it just sounded like an interesting uh, interesting person and they they said this movie will tr try to kind of be like um, catch me if you can something like that in that vein which was a fun movie it was why'd she keep doing it I mean she kept getting her. away with it I think right but I mean at some point you would think she would have made enough that she didn't have to do it anymore or was she just doing it well for the she also got enjoyment? caught I think I don't know don't know. Maybe. All right. Well, so she only swiped a couple at a time, so it's not like a huge payoff. Maybe. Hmm. All right. Well, I'll. I'd be interested in watching it. Now it's time for a sponsor break. Do you like driving Lexuses? Sure. Well, buy a Lexus then. Lexus, you're gonna like the way you look. Is anything streaming this week newly? Netflix has some originals. Uh, DreamWorks Dragons Race to the Edge is in its sixth season now. Wow. That's a How to Train Your Dragon show. They also uh, debuting season one of Everything Sucks. This is a coming-of-age story set in the 1990s that revolves around the AV and drama clubs at a boring Oregon high school. I'm guessing that's the name of the town, boring. Oh. The two crews of outsiders join forces to make a movie and endure the purgatory that is high school. Sounds like it might be kind of funny. Also, Irreplaceable You, a couple who have known each other since eight are destined to be together until death do them part. And Chris Rock has a stand-up called Tambourine. They are coming out with new stand-ups like every week. Really good ones. Yeah, well... I guess those are relatively easy to uh, produce. Yeah, that's true. But I'm enjoying them. Also on Netflix, Evan Almighty. So that's the sequel, right? With uh, Steve Carell to Bruce Almighty. Oh, I forgot. On Amazon, The Ballad of Lefty Brown and Logan Lucky. I remember The Ballad of Lefty Brown was, I think it got pretty good reviews. Yeah, I don't really know anything about it, but I, I put it on the list because it had a good rating, I think. Uh, Hulu got the Star Trek from 2009. So, let's discuss last week's poll. Mm-hmm. The poll was, Disney's Muppet Babies reboot is premiering next month. Are you disappointed that Skeeter will not be appearing in the series? 40% said yes. 40% said no. 20% said waka waka. Well, so... Mixed results. I guess yeah. people don't care about Skeeter as much as I. I don't about think Skeeter. so. I bet a lot of people didn't even know who Skeeter was. That's just sad. <laughs> All right. So, 
for this week's poll, we're asking, what's your favorite romantic movie out of the four top most romantic movies of all time? <laughs> Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, When Harry Met Sally, Garden State, and The Princess Bride. Yeah, these are all movies that I love dearly. So which one would you choose? Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know if I can choose between these. All of them? I'm going to go with Garden State. Yeah. Since that was the first movie we saw together, right? Yeah. Now if I pick a different one, that makes me a bad guy, doesn't it? Correct. Okay, Garden State. (laughs) All right, so let us know what you think on Twitter, Daily Show Pod, or send us an email. Let us know your thoughts. And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailyshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailyshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next week. Daily Show on, Daily Show off.